Welcome to Follow Fox, a journey through nature's wisdom. I'm your host, Fox. If you grew up in central New York like I did, or perhaps the Great Lakes region, you likely had at least one of many superstitious behaviors when snow was forecasted overnight. If you wanted a snow day the next day, you might wear your pajamas inside out, or put a cotton ball under your pillow, or even flush ice cubes down the toilet, to name a few superstitions. No matter what we tried, the chances of a snow day almost inevitably relied on what we call lake effect snow. If you've never heard of lake effect snow, it's because you've never lived by a lake. In some areas, the air can be so cold that snow doesn't form. But if there is a significant amount of moisture, snow can form at any temperature below or around 32 degrees Fahrenheit. Conditions for snow occur when a mass of warm, moist air rises from the Earth's surface into colder layers of the atmosphere. As clouds containing water droplets rise into higher, cooler layers of the atmosphere, or as cooler air moves into the lower temperature, water droplets freeze into ice and snow crystals form. As drier, cold air passes over a body of unfrozen, relatively warmer water, like a lake, warmth and moisture are transferred into the lowest portion of the atmosphere. The air rises, clouds form and grow into narrow bands that will produce snow in localized areas. The result of this warm lake air is large quantities of big, wet snowflakes. Because lake effect snow is so localized and because of the extremely specific conditions, it can be hard to forecast. As a lake freezes over, its ability to create lake effect snow bands decreases. Colder water means that warm air will not rise into colder air. The ice reduces the liquid surface area of the lake, meaning less moisture is available to the atmosphere. This also decreases the fetch distance, which is the distance that an air mass travels over a body of water. Typically, a fetch of at least 62 miles is required to produce lake effect precipitation. Generally, the larger the fetch, the more precipitation produced, because the air mass has more time to become saturated with water vapor. Even when a lake is frozen over, it is not incapable of producing lake effect snow, just less likely to do so. This Inupiat story isn't exactly about lake effect snow, but it is an exciting tale about a localized storm system. It is said that a boy and his parent lived alone without any knowledge of anyone nearby. The son, whose name was Knuxiuka, was old enough to hunt and had grown capable of doing many things. They were not in need of food. The son was able to hunt and there were many caribou. Thus was the life of the woman and her son. One winter day, as they lived in their usual manner, eating caribou as before, there came a blizzard. The weather did not clear up as one blizzard was followed by yet another blizzard. It is said that with each gust of wind, the powdery snow blew in every direction. Following that, it stopped briefly and then became windy all over again. It was difficult to see anything in the blizzard. The woman's son was unable to hunt caribou. They began to run out of food. Although Kanuksiuka was a good hunter during clear weather, the blizzardy weather simply was not a time to hunt. It was dangerous to travel at any distance. All one could see was a mass of white swirling snow. 
Kunuksiyuka waited day after day for the weather to clear until finally one day he wondered, what, oh what, is causing the weather to be like this? Saying this, he dressed himself properly and went outside. He walked facing the wind. He began to walk upriver along the bends in steep undercut sections of the riverbank. Meanwhile, the wind blew the snow strongly in the blizzard. He continued on his way up the river, and he hadn't gone far when he noticed a spot further up the river that wasn't as blizzardy. It was rather bright, and the weather appeared to be clear beyond it. He approached this spot and saw that, for some reason, the blizzard seemed to be originating from a small tundra meadow. He looked around carefully as he walked closer to it, because he was curious to know what might be causing it. Since light seemed to be filtering through the swirling mass of snow, he grew even more curious as he looked carefully around. He found what looked to be a person, a man apparently working hard on the flat tundra. He noticed that the man was indeed working hard. It is said that the man used something to mash the snow until it was loose, then he shoveled it off the ground. Each time he did this, a gust of wind came and blew the loose snow in the direction of Kanuksiuka's home. Kanuksiuka saw this and said to himself, So that is the one who does it. He had found the source of the blizzard. He briefly looked at the strange sight, retraced his steps, and started to approach the man from behind. The man back there was working so hard that he wasn't even aware of anyone approaching him. Apparently, he worked this hard all day long with no thought of caution. Kanuksiuka went toward the man, walking closer each time the shoveled snow swirled with the wind. Every time it calmed down, Kanuksiuka hid so the man would not see him. This was the manner in which he crept up close behind him. He had come close enough so that the next time there was a blizzard, he would have been able to reach the man when the man started to mash the snow again. It is said that he was a big man. After he had mashed the snow, he grabbed his shovel and began to shovel the snow quickly into the air. Kanuksiuka ran towards the adze the man had used to mash the snow and grabbed it. Away Kanuksiuka went with the adze as the big man shoveled the snow, creating blizzard after blizzard. However, the big man saw him as Kanuksiuka grabbed the adze. He threw down his shovel climbed up from the flat tundra and ran after Kanuksiuka, but Kanuksiuka was too fast. Off he had run with the adze in his hand. The big man chased him without catching him until Kanuksiuka had successfully entered his home with the adze. Once inside, Kanuksiuka lay down on his bed. It is said that he was situated across from his mother. Kanuksiuka hadn't laid down long when he heard someone climbing on top of their house to the skylight. Having climbed up to the skylight, the big man could be heard calling to Kanuksiyuka. Kanuksiyuka, Kanuksiyuka, give me the ads, so tomorrow when you go outside, you will find caribou feet. It is said that the big man called over and over again outside by the skylight. He wanted Kanuksiyuka to return the ads that he had brought inside the house. This happened until after listening to him all day, Kanuksiuka's mother finally grew tired of him and began to beg Kanuksiuka to return the ads. Although she asked, Kanuksiuka did not answer and only ignored her. After that, he lay still for a while until finally he stood up. He then grabbed the ads and began to use it against the stones surrounding the fireplace. 
it is said that by hitting rocks with it, he ruined the edge of the blade. This done, he then threw it out of the skylight. The big man had seen his ads tossed up and out the skylight, and it made him so happy, he burst out laughing. After this loud laugh, he was quiet for a while. Then he was heard again to call from above. Who chipped the blade of my ads, so that tomorrow when you go outside, you will see caribou feet? It is said that the man spoke a different dialect, meaning that he changed the words chip the blade instead of give me back. It is said also that after calling this call, he left and could no longer be heard. Lake effect snow accounts for some record-setting snowfall. Some world record snowfalls from the Great Lakes region would be 12 inches in one hour at Copenhagen, New York on December 2, 1966, 17.5 inches in two hours at Oswego, New York on January 26, 1972, 22 inches in three hours at Valparaiso, Indiana on December 18, 1981, 51 inches in 16 hours at Bents Bridge, New York, on January 17th and 18th, 1959. The would-be record holder is 77 inches of snow in 24 hours, reported in Montague Township on the Tug Hill Plateau of New York, on January 11th through 12th in 1997. Unfortunately, the observer did not make the measurements to the exacting standard of the National Weather Service's Snowfall Evaluation Committee, and the record was rejected. The famed groundhog, Puxatawney Phil, predicted six more weeks of winter in 2021, and I am sure a lot of that winter will come in the form of lake effect snow for myself and others in the Finger Lakes region. You can enjoy more episodes of Follow Fox at anchor.fm slash followfox, which is all one word. Please consider clicking the support button on the Anchor page. I am also on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. You can support me at ko-fi.com slash followfox. That's ko-fi, K-O-F-I dot com slash followfox, one word. If you have any questions or topic requests, you can email me at followfoxcast at gmail.com. That's all one word as well. Again, all one word, followfoxcast at gmail.com. The Follow Fox logo is by V. Wegman. I release new episodes every first and third Wednesday of the month, so you can expect to hear from me again on March 3rd. You've been listening to Follow Fox. I'm Fox. Thanks for following.